looking at people that start off with a small vision, and that vision manifested into something beyond expectation. I see pride in black excellence when we tap into our magic. I see power. I've never seen anybody put in 100% and lose. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Say it loud podcast. And you know this, man. And it's just big. It's just so simple, but yet so complex. Let's do it, black excellence. Let's go. go, go. What's going on, Say Loud Podcast? It is your host, Boogie the Beast. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of this amazing podcast that you guys have been able to support me and keep up with me for the almost going on four years now. We've expanded from Apple Podcasts to Spotify on SoundCloud, and now we got some content coming out on YouTube, and the latest campaign and movement is the Say It Loud Legacy. And I want to first and foremost always say thank you so much for every single dollar that has been contributed to that because it's not about the amount of money, it's about the contribution. So I want to say thank you to every single person who gave and thank you for everybody who supports. And talking about support and giving, my man that's sitting in front of me, a great young man, uh, when I first moved out here, one of the first uh, open, I guess you could say voices, open faces of uh, what's up man, how you doing, how can I help you? And uh, now he's, uh, you know, doing this this crazy thing that Jordan decides to do called the triathlon. And, uh, you know, more importantly, he's just he's running his life. And uh, he's my birthday twin. Yes, my sir. man, Mr. Chris. Oh, Chris B. Hey, clap it up, 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 clap it up. Clap it up. Good yeah. shot, good shot, good shot. There we go. What's happening, bro? Thanks for having me, bro. Hey, appreciate absolutely. You. Appreciate absolutely. you, twin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So we got to start that off. <laughs> January 5th, babies. I knew without knowing that we were going to be good friends. Yep. <laughs> How you doing, man? All caps, no capping. Hey, I like these. Okay, I All like caps, these. All caps, no capping. Uh, but yeah, man, so, you know, just sitting down, like I said before, the mic was turned on, and I'll say it after again, like, it's a conversation. It's not an interview. Um, and, Good you know, that. I'm always excited just to, uh, you know, kind of break bread, even though we're not eating right now. I uh, just ate. I just came from my I mom's ate, house. I ate before. I'm not going to lie. I ate before. <laughs> Shout out to my mama with the Labor Day meal. That was bomb. Woo, I forgot today was Labor Day. I'm not going to lie to you right there's now. There's no quarantine. I, I don't know dates anymore. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> now, when I need to be somewhere, show up, make sure I'm there on time. Hey, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to pull up. up. Yeah, but you asked me, what? Yeah, when's it going down? Oof. <laughs> Holidays are tough nowadays. But. Yeah, so just talking about, you know, uh, I guess mom being here and holidays, going to spend time with family, like, you know, born and raised in L.A., you know, what, uh, can you summarize that up in, in, in where you're at right now and born and raised um, in L.A.? You know, to quote Nick, man, urban legend, uh, dang, I was about to, all right, I'm not going to quote Nick, I'm going to mess the line up right now, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, no, to be born and raised in L.A., it's, it's a cool thing, uh, it's like this, uh, being from L.A. is cool, it's like this. I want to call it like, you know, in high school, you have your cliques and your groups. Yeah. Like when you're actually from L.A. and you're a native, it's like this, this click. It's, it's, it's just another tier. It's another tier. It's another, yeah. Like, okay, you, how long you been living in L.A. or whatever? Like, are y'all really from me? You really from right. me? You're being, you know. Um, Especially when oh. you go to events now. You know, it's like you guys, like, you know, you guys have friends and family from whatever you like from out of town and other places that have all moved here. But then, like you said, like, there's always that group of like. They're all from LA, like they. You it's, know, it's like you're gonna go dap them up first. Yeah, it's a different dynamic, and it's really cool because being from here, you always hear the stigmas about LA, Hollywood lifestyle, yada yada yada, and then you meet people actually from here, grew up in a certain section, certain areas, 
um, and the people will go, man, you guys are chill, like, oh, like, I met the real LA, like, you guys are nothing mm, with mm, the stereotypes the real and things, LA, yeah, right. so, um, I actually, there's a lot of pride, I've always been very prideful about, um, not only being from LA, but actually being black in LA, and coming from South Central LA, um, you know, we take a lot of pride from it, uh, hasn't been the best of times growing up, as far as just gang activity, things going on, but I never felt in danger. Yeah, you know, so to speak. You just kind of know how to navigate. Navigate life, your surroundings. Yeah, surroundings and stuff. So there's a sense of pride, um, for sure, being from LA's arguably one of the largest cities in the world. Not even the, the US, world, Craig. The world, the yeah, world so Craig. To actually be a kid from here, grew up here, still living here, still doing business here, um, making things happen here. It's a blessing. So yes. Yeah. It's just cool. It's just yeah. being from LA. It's, it's, it's cool. a vibe, bro. It's, a vibe. it's, it's, it's just it's a vibe. Cool. You know, there, they, there's not many words, uh, but you, you know, you had said something about pride, and uh, you know, I know a big thing about a lot of people going nostalgically. Uh, you know, what high school did you go to out here? Like, and what was what was high school like for you? Like, in the LA, because I know, like, I've always heard, like, you know how when you go to a city and somebody's like, oh, like, you know, they're crazy if they went to this high school. Or, like, don't talk to them because they went to, you know, like, what, uh, no, what was your high school? I, I, I'm a I'm a cub. <laughs> went to Loyola High School. Loyola High School, okay. Know, all boys. Ooh. Jesuit. Yeah, and it's already a stigma with that. Ooh. It's already, are you into Loyola? <laughs> oh, boys school? Like, are you are you uppity Negro type thing? You uppity. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> no. It's when it comes to education, we'll just talk about the good things. Education yeah. is a really good school. My mom, you know, is my mom's a teacher. She's a speech therapist. She was raised on big on education. Her, You know, her family's big on education. I was always instilled in I'm one of four kids mm. so it was always instilled with us so you know she wanted her kids my parents did both both of my parents made sure they worked their butts off to provide opportunities and they sacrificed so we can have access to the best of information so we can take that and do what we can in life so mm. um, I went my older brother went there um, I went there uh, and then two of my younger siblings they went to another really good school Bishop in Torrance okay um, but yeah I went to Lola High School right there off of 1901 Venice Boulevard right there off Sheesh. of uh, Venice and Normandy looks like a, a freaking college in the middle of nowhere <laughs> across from a cemetery um, wow but yeah those are my humble beginnings it, it's funny just like I mentioned earlier growing up in LA was a stigma and going to Loyola was a stigma so yeah. it was like oh you guys are the Oh, Chris like, too cool to hang out with us yeah, now. Like, think, Him like, and Easy Day too I'm cool. Like, look, man, I'm just trying to get this good education. I'm just trying to, you know, open doors for myself. So, but it was dope. I mean, I was a little rough in the beginning. First two years were rough for me personally on a personal level, just because I felt like I wasn't having fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I see my friends going to other schools. Yeah, I'm hanging out with them on the weekends. You know, they partying. Loyal is not co-ed. It's all boys. So. Right. There was, the, you know, I didn't have that, you know, female interaction like my other friends and peers were going. So, but I actually, once I graduated, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I I stayed and, and did what I did there. And yeah. So. And a question I want to ask about that in is because, like you said, like mom was like, um, she wasn't in that school district, I'm assuming then like. No, my she, mom she taught was in another public school, LA Unified, gotcha. LAUSD. And I think we had talked about it once before where you were like, mom wanted you to not go to that, you know, uh, that school district and go to, like you said, uh like not nah, higher education but more focal point more focus yeah like um, she my mom was uh you know she worked in public school all her life actually still um shout out to mom yeah she's still actually still teaching to this day that's tough um and she was you know she saw it all she was like 
No, I'm not, and I'm not. I don't think all public schools are bad. Right. Just I think with our access, my mom was like, "Nope, I am not sending my kids there. They are gonna get this." You know, I was, uh, I was, you not born, but I'm Catholic, so yeah. you know, baptized, confirmation, all that stuff. Gotcha. Um, first communion, everything. So uh, I was in private school all my life, um, and it kind of just, it was like kept it going, kept going. I, yeah. I don't think my, I think we had a choice once we got to decide what college we wanted to go to mm, but we'll get even, to that. yeah but even then elementary middle school high school was all private all private education so being being from because you're from you know I'm, i mean lamert park legend you know what i'm saying <laughs> There's, yeah i'm always going to say that you know because you were one of the first people i appreciate it you know what i'm saying that i knew and and, and like connected that because you were like you know i'm a lamert park so lamert park and then going to la Jolla, and like you said hanging back out with your friends on the weekend from the lamert like what was that dynamic like then? Because I'm assuming, or I'm gonna ask, like, Loya's demographic was not predominantly black. No, I put it in perspective. Um, I want to say my graduating class, Loyola High School, I think was about 300 students each class. Mm-hmm. So we had about 1,200 students total. I think population, Sheesh. give or take, around that number, which is according almost the size of like small college campuses, yeah. so to speak. Um, in my graduating class, and I graduated. Um, and I don't care if I date myself, I graduated in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about 15 black students that graduated out of 300, 13 maybe, give or take around. Public math is stressful, but the yeah, percentage but sounds percentage low. Wise, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, um, and we were a tight-knit group. We were told, that was one, it's, that's one thing, the beauty, the beauty about growing up in this country and growing up in this city and, and growing up in this community is, Odds are always stacked against us, always mm-hmm. were. So our parents were always adamant about, like, sticking together. Um, when we go to open houses, you know, you kind of run into seeing the same kids. Either used to hoop with them, you know, rival schools, basketball, football, whatever. Something, some, yeah, somewhere. Something. A track, yeah, yeah a church, so, something. Yes, so you run into parents, and then you notice, you know, I'm sure, I'm not paying attention at the time. I mean, I'm a kid, but you have parents, and they're looking like, you know, they're paying attention. Like, when we're going to these open houses for the high schools, they're seeing the same parents bringing right. their kids, so they kind of have a network. Like, they start talking like, oh, okay, well, if you're going to see your kid here, yeah, yeah, like, let's, here, yeah, carpool. it's a community. So they start it becomes a community. community. Yeah. And they also instill that's like, hey, you. once we all kind of found out we were accepted, um, it was like, you know, you hear stories like, oh, so-and-so from St. Bernadette, you know, they got their kids is going there, or so-and-so from St. John Chrysostom is, you know, or, or St. John Evangelist or whatever, you know, them kids, this kid, this All dad. the saints going to lawyer. Yeah. We all meeting up. Yeah, so they're kind of, you know, they kind of told us beforehand, like, hey, look, it's only, it's not too many of us there, so y'all need to watch out for each other. Whether mm. you get along with each other or not, look out for each other. Kind That's of real. So that was, like, embedded us, you know, kind of going into that. So, um, uh, damn, where was I going with this? Uh, talk just talking about demographic and talking oh, about, yeah, 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 my bad. So, no, you're, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a very small number. So we were very, we knew that going in, and then once you step on campus, you, you see, knew it. Send the classes, yeah. you see it. Like, mm. oh, they were not playing around. So we, um, our group was tightening, man. We pretty much, most of us grew up in area, like either Jefferson Park, which I was born from, then moved to Lamert, um, Baldwin Hills, View Park, Windsor Hills, Windsor Hills, parts of Inglewood. I'm telling y'all, you, you go across one street light, and you're <laughs> in a new area, like a whole... So for, we, we all got yeah. wind of each other. And then even if we didn't know you, when we stepped on campus or at least started hanging out with each other. That's you know, when. We start meeting too. Like, okay, this so-and-so. Like, okay. We'll and would so. you say, would you say, not just your graduating class, but those guys that you were with predominantly all the time, or as you know, like you said, like new black students came yeah. in and all that stuff, like you guys became a niche. Like, 
were you guys all athletes in that sense or like was, yeah you know what's funny yeah and, uh, and I, shout out to the class of 2003 we were I mean it could have been changed now but back then when I graduated I think we were the graduating senior class that had won the most championships that's fire when it comes to like obviously sports mm-hmm. so we were like the sports class so um, wow 03 is a great yeah, year then. it was a across, great year yeah, so across all like, things um, you know, we'll, we'll get into it more of it later but like you know I ran cross country and track my best friend Steven was uh, play soccer um, other good uh, boy of mine grew up playing ball with him Omar Wilkes who was the son of the legend Jamal Wilkes you know he was a star of the basketball team other homie Jay LaFalb hooped on him my boy Byron Jones that was on the hoop team Quentin Daniels shout out to Quentin um, who went to uh, University of Washington and playing football there um, he was star football, yeah, star got track. Some names coming yeah, out so here. Three was yeah, so we power. it was cool because like not only are all friends and homies, but we all like play sports. Prevailed whether, in yeah, other we sports. We all prevail our sports. So we're that sports class, and um, you know, uh, we were very vital when it came to, you know to the school, not only just education wise, but on the sports front. So that was also dope too. Like all my friends, we all with. You know, I go, I'm going to the football games to watch homies play. I'm going to the uh, basketball games to watch yeah. homies play. I'm gonna pull up. I'm um, gonna pull up. Yeah. I'm support track. You know, we everyone ran track, so we were there. You know, it was cool. So. And then once you got done with high school, uh, did you take your talents uh, to to college, or did you go into the real world, or you know, uh, what, you know was, what? what was that like? Just my thought process, man, was really, uh, and this will, as we go deeper down the line, this will. It all makes sense. It all makes sense, but. How part of my story or journey, so to speak, is is always funny because when I graduated Loyola, um, you know, I ran cross country and track uh, four years. I was doing two seasons, you know, a year. Yeah. And running a lot um, while a I was lot. in high school. You know, and that's not even just the meets. That's practice. That's training before the season starts. Prep after, you know, afterwards. And then but, hooping for fun. And then yeah, playing football with the home, you know, like anything you could just basically. Just yeah. like small stuff, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, and I graduated. I, for me, I was burnt out. And I feel like this mm. was a, I think a combination of just um, me just being immature, um, so to speak, at the time. And I was burnt out because I was more like, man, well, I was like, you know, putting all this time in sports. Like, I wasn't hanging out with my friends. I wasn't partying. Like, things that, like, bro, you got plenty of time to do all that. Yeah. But, um, I started getting the music heavy at that time. I think around my junior year when I was about like 16, 17. Um, so I decided, like, no, once I'm done, um, we did what we did in cross country. And I was like, no, I'm going to just go to college and just enjoy the college experience. Plus, like I said, I was starting to get heavy in music. So I left it alone. I, mm. I just went to I went to LMU. I continued. Okay. I was going to say, you went to yeah, Loyola. Yeah. So I ended up just, uh, you know, and LMU is a really good school. Um, I beautiful up, campus. Yeah, beautiful campus. Right on the bluff. So... I ended up just not, I was like, you know, I'm going to just enjoy college life, um, you know, and actually it was the first time I got to, actually that first time since I graduated eighth grade, middle school, I got to, you know, I returned to going to co-ed situation, so it was like, let my me just My man was back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> my, my mom was like, yeah, first, freshman year, no, took the, I could not have my car, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she, took, she took my car away. <laughs> she was like, no, you're there, you're there to go to school and learn, you are not doing anything else. That's like, hilarious. Stay on campus. So. And then the la- I guess, you know, the last question to ask about that is like, being, you know, born and raised and, and you know, knowing you know, L.A., like, the back of your hand and could reverse drive a car down the 405 and do anything yep. you want. If I wanted to be like Diddy one day. Yeah. yeah. If you wanted to I be like, yeah, literally, yeah, I'm glad you I, caught I that reference. You're real for that. <laughs> He's so do, real for I that. Do it. Um, I can do it. I can do it. But, you know, I guess after graduating college, like, did you ever have an idea or a thought or beforehand, you know, when selecting a school, like, maybe I want to leave and come back or, you know, like. Hell um, yeah. Yeah. So, funny part about it was. Uh, we love funny. 
we love you know because it's I, it, now that I'm older um, you know you think about it's crazy as you go through life and you mature and you experience you start to figure your it out ups and downs and you start to figure not only things out but you start to figure yourself out mm. which is very which is the most important you know, one of, it's a lot of those times, like, damn, why did I used to, like, argue with my parents? I used to argue with my parents about the dumbest things. Like, just your pride is in the way of certain stuff. Like, you're just being young. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, like, so for me, it was like, I grew up, I'm, like I said, I'm one of four. It was six of us. You know, I grew up, you know, I was, I was blessed to grow up with both of my parents. Um, you know, I had dope siblings. My older brother, shout out to my older brother. B, Matthew, Melissa, my those are younger siblings. Um, and I just kind of was... You know, it's like I just—I think I was still finding myself. Mm. I'm, I had—I'm sharing rooms my entire life, so I just wanted my own space. So yeah. I was really adamant about like, man, I can't wait to leave LA. I can't wait like when I graduate high school. I want to go to Howard. Howard is where H-U. I wanted to go. Hu. Um, my mom went there. My uncle went there. My okay. aunt went there. My uncle used to teach there. So my mom's from Virginia, DMV. Like Got she's you. from Virginia. So gotcha. I wanted. I was Home like, oh. mumbo sauce. Yeah. So if I'm like, oh, if I'm gonna go to college elsewhere, I'm gonna go to DC because at least I have family. My mom's side of family yeah. who I don't see all the time. Like my dad's side is in LA. Yeah. So I was adamant about going to Howard. Got into Howard and everything. And last minute, I was just like, nah. I'm gonna go to the Bluffs. I'm gonna just go. To, I'm gonna just stay. I feel I'm gonna that. stay in LA. Um, but it's funny. I, I wanted. I was so adamant about leaving. And then when it finally came down to make the decision, I was like, oh, I got cold feet. Everything happens for a reason. Or hot feet, so to speak. I did not want to be in the cold in DC. No, I was just getting ready yeah. to say that too. <laughs> and uh, I, I decided to stay. All right, all right, all right. We are back. It is part two. I'm still here with my man, Chris Folt. Yeah, yeah. Platinum album coming soon. <laughs> EP on the way. No. <laughs> oh, wait, before we get... I felt bad for the last segment. I'm an urban legend. South Central in a certain section. Let me not mess that up for Nick. Because I don't want nobody on my head. I had it. It just didn't come out right. Trust me. I didn't Google nothing. I was. I was gonna say. I, I promise you, he didn't Google anything. Yeah, the phone is away. I just had to pay my respects. You know, long live Nip. Sorry, but I didn't mean to. No, no, know, no, absolutely. And, and just, I like. I, you know me. I just, love good segments. Um, <laughs> just get that out the way, right? So, quick. so talking about you know what I'm saying and paying homage and and really you know carrying the torch or, or passing the torch on in the track and field track and field world of mm-hmm. passing on the the baton. Um, you joined me on this journey and this this triathlon and being on <laughs> yeah. this all black triathlon team and you know the question is why uh i mean easy when you gave me when you hit me you were like yo bro so i'm assembling this all black like team i was like oh i'm sold it's <laughs> like sold i don't know much about triathlons but i know when it comes to certain pigmentation uh you know it's, it's not a lot of us going on when you presented me the idea um I'm not sure if anybody was familiar or spoke on it before, but this was, uh, I mean, we're still going through stuff. You see it on the news right now, every day. I mean, we're still dealing with just the current situation of America, not uh, necessarily the COVIDness, but just the racial intentions. Just the racial tensions we've been dealing with forever. Um, it's, it's just been heightened now. So when you hit me that day, it was like, hey, Thanks, um, 
I want to put together this all black. I knew you were running the triathlon already, which is I was already proud of you, and that was dope for you doing that. Yeah. Um, but when you asked, like, yo, so I want to put together this squad, and I was like, yeah, all black squad, I'm down. Like, <laughs> um, black superheroes? Yeah, I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm for it. And it was just kind of like, what can I, you know, and I, I commend those people that, you know, some people are like, man, going down and protest. My thing is, there's so many different ways to leave your mark, leave your stamp. Um, and I felt for me, it was just using the God-given gifts I was given. Um, how can I use that? So I was like, well, you know, I can run. So what can I do? You know, what, do with that? Um, how far I got to run? Yeah, how that far was when it was first back. How far, how far I got to run? Yeah, and like, I was like, how got it work? Which, what, what, where I need to show up? So, yeah. Well, no, when you said that, all black team, I was pretty much sold. And then just once you went into detail, like the legacy thing behind it and just the kind of mark you wanted to leave. Um, this was, I was... That was it for me. You said all black team, and I was like, so oh, so I'm, I'm, um, I'm on it, man. So. And, and I think that uh, I want to touch on that part is, once again, for those in the beginning that don't know Chris and I's relation, our relationship, is I met him at a run club. Shout out to Butter and front runners at the time. Yes. Now keep it run hundred. That's when you know how long Jordan's been. Yeah, there. I've been, I've been around, yeah. I've been around a while. Yeah. Um, and you know, you were, you were running obviously when I saw you there, and you were getting ready for your first. Marathon yeah, at that time. Yep. So, you know, like you said, like coming out of college and you just kind of like you said, like, I just wanted to t- turn a new chapter and enjoy college and not necessarily run. What made you pick your shoes back up and just get into running in that nature? Um, well, I spoke on a little bit in the last uh, segment, but um, so I ran cross country and track in high school all you were a state champion too right yes yeah, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah little song 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 little you know, song class uh, actually was um, like I said I ran cross country all four years um, I was only it was a few of us but on the varsity squad I was the only black kid mm. um, and my coach shout out to coach Diaz um, shout out to coach Doc rest in peace um, Diaz is very adamant I didn't want to run I was good at it but I hated it yeah because it wasn't like a I was ignorant of the sport. It wasn't a black sport. I didn't know much about it, but I knew I was talented in it. My mom knew I was talented in it. My coach knew I was talented in it. Mm. Like, my coach had to convince my mom to make sure Chris keeps running because I did not want to run. <laughs> um, but I stuck with it, and I'm glad I did. We did, um, you know, and there's some shout-out to that squad, man. We had some really the, – the cool thing about it, and it speaks on legacy – uh, the cross country team I was on, we won state my senior year, fall 2002. We were Division One champs in the state. We were number one, and we were number six in the nation. That's tough. So we were a pretty fast team. Um, and I'm not going to BS anybody about it. I wasn't even the fastest on the team. I was an alternate for state. Mm. Like I was in Fresno, but I didn't run the state championship. I practiced, I did all the practices. Busted. We got the same yeah, workouts, yeah. yeah. But when it came to the day, you can only have five people on the team. I was one of seven. Mm. So it was starting five, you had two alternates. So it was like me coming off the bench. Um, and I didn't run. And I was okay with that because the dudes I was running with were some badasses. Yeah, and you pushed um, them. You, you pushed them to yeah, get there. Yeah, we had David Torrance, rest in peace. Uh, mm. Rest in peace to David, man. I think da- uh, David passed away some years ago. Um, but he was a teammate of mine. Uh, was a badass, hell of a runner. Uh, ran for Berkeley. Shout out to Mike uh, Tyhurst. Um, Michael ran for Berkeley as well, and I believe Mark Matuzak ran in Berkeley. These were, I mean, these were Berkeley came and grabbed everybody. Yeah, like Loyola High School has some badass runners, and our cross country team pretty much set the precedent for Loyola cross country moving forward. Yeah. So we started winning more states after we won state. <laughs> you damn we right. Were, we were the first team in Loyola High School history to win a state title. Ah. So Loyola's known for football. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. So 
it was funny. We went on state, and everybody looked at us different, like, oh, Gross. snap. Like, y'all. We got this, too. Yeah, we got, wait, we got this, but we got state. So, anyway, I didn't want to run. I was burnt out. And um, But I, the funny thing is, before I graduated college, I started running again. Hmm. Just on some casual, like, just want to stay in shape. Basketball's my first love when it comes to sports. So, I still hooped. So, to stay in shape to hoop, I would still run. And that's what kind of got me back in to run. It was just, just small things. things. Yeah. yeah. Even when I moved back home, my mom, um, I would still, like, I would go for runs. But the longest run I was doing was like four miles. I was stretching or whatever. <laughs> the longest so run was, I was doing is only four, four miles. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> um, but I feel you. But it was, uh, nah, it, it, it never left. It was funny how it, like, it was something that was always part of my life. No matter how much I tried to suppress it, it was always there. It made its way. It, it made, made its, its way, way back. Way. Yeah. And then, uh, I would say in 2018, uh, homie of mine, Butter, who actually I knew, um, from LMU day, college days, he had started Front Runners LA. Front Runners LA. And I was like, yo, I was, why well, I was, I remember him tweeting about it, like, I'm gonna start a run club. And I started seeing Instagram photos every week. And I'm like, okay, let's see how long this lasts. Not that saying it wasn't the last, I was just like, let me just watch. Yeah. And he had numbers. Every week it was growing, and I just it was dope to see so many black people adamant about running. And I was like, man, let me let me go out I'm there, pull and, up. let me pull up, I'm whatever. Pull up. And then you know, so who all gonna be there on a success story? Basically, yeah. And it was just like I pulled up, and then um, I haven't looked back since, pretty much. And, That's um, what's up, you know. So now we're here doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say, and you know, you were getting ready for your first marathon at that time, and then you ran la- this year's LA yes. Marathon. And you ran Chicago. No, you haven't ran Chicago yet. I did. So okay, yeah, that's right. You did run. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, 2019. Let me not mess up. No, you're good. 2019, I did my first marathon, which is LA. Yeah. That was in March, uh, March 24th. And then I ran a couple months later. I ran uh, in October. I forget the date. I think it was the 13th, 11th, the 13th. I forget. Mm-hmm. But I ran Chicago. It was my second marathon. And then I ran my third one this year. Um, the back-to-back championship, yeah, yeah. March, March, March 8th, 8th. yeah, yep. mom's birthday, literally right before everything, everything shut down, because there was wasn't the, a single mask at that marathon, yes, no, that, we, was a, that was like a like week it was before. talks of COVID, and people were worried about it shutting down, and I was worried, because I'm like, oh man, I busted my ass, I was really adamant about, you know, PR, and right. y'all not about to shut this down, right. hey, I'm, this hey, I'm running, I'm running, yeah, like, I'm running or not, so um, thankfully we were able to run the race, and then literally about four days later, Everything shut down. Everything shut down. Yeah, and um, you know, just talking about what running's done for you and what's that, what that's reopened up, and it's all about like, like he said, like Coach Diaz believed in you, um, and then your the other coach, uh, Doc, Coach Doc, um, you know, and also Mom, like these people believing in you and and talking about legacy and and pushing you to kind of just keep growing this, you know, that turned into some really dope opportunities, uh, you know, that uh, you know, if you ever been in a Nike store, or you've been <laughs> on, knew? you've been online. Um, what what is that like? You know, like running the streets, literally running the streets that you either grew up running, running around, or running with people that have never been interested in running, um, but because of you know your impact that you've done personally with you know run clubs and other entities, getting your city to run. What does that feel like? Um, it's definitely amazing. It's definitely a, a blessing. I mean, I'm always grateful for it uh, just because um, I remember I spoke. We did a, a um, Keeper 100 did a run with the collaboration with Destination Crenshaw and Nike. 
did a 5K in Black History Month in Lamert Park. In Lamert Park. Um, shut down. We closed down. We had the city closed down. Streets 48th was blocked from pretty much, uh, I would say, yeah. Like, what was that? Lamert Boulevard, Vernon, all the way down about Western, I think. Yep, and there was um, a turnaround. In a turnaround point. Uh, we had about, arguably, anywhere between 500 to 700. That's, that's real, real talk. If you were there, you saw it. If not, I can show you a recap. But yeah. I remember I, uh, I was fortunate enough to speak, and I said it. This was a, it was amazing to see because I, when I was growing up, I literally was like the only person running around my neighborhood. Like, yeah. you know, and I was a little embarrassed about it because it was like, oh, cross country's not the cool thing to do. You know, I'm the only black guy running. Yeah. Like, how I can't get my credit. Yeah, yeah, you know, right? They're they not gonna think this the, jumper wet. And you know, and it's so <laughs> stupid because right. you know, flash twenty, uh, flash forward twenty years later, and like. I'm in a Nike store because of running. Yeah, so literally. I'm, I'm literally I'm on you know, I'm in on these Nike apps and stuff. So um it's just a beautiful thing and I'm grateful for it and I'm grateful to see our people, our culture accept things that are aren't inside of our realm. Mm. Um when it comes to sports, I mean we're known obviously for basketball and football, for sure, dominate. But we Period. Are, baseball we, we you know, we're in there too. Period. Period. Because you I you can we can argue on a different topic, but Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, they black too. Negro so, leagues. Yeah, Negro, <laughs> without, Negro without, League. Yeah, without, there yeah. Were, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, obviously, Serena, you know what I'm saying, the Williams sisters dominated. Man. Um, and we got some young upstarts Osaka, coming in. Osaka, Sloan, yes. Coco. Killing it, slaying it, tennis. Um, we've always dominated in running. I mean, you look at the top marathon runners and distance runners in the world. Sprinters, we even have. Yeah, yeah sprinters, all that, we're black. Um, but it comes to a majority in distance running in the U.S., uh, I don't think, not especially on a local level. Yeah. Um, it's not a lot of us. So to see us black folks get into things that we, quote unquote, wasn't the cool, wasn't cool for us to do or um, start stepping outside our comfort zone in sports that even you with the swimming thing, which is, you know what I'm saying? Only time I see black swimmers when I watch the Olympics, that's every four yeah. summers, you know? So uh, to see us step outside and be more and embrace it, um, it's, like I said, it's humbling, it's, it's, it's dope. I'm amazed by it, I love it. And just to see about us caring about our health, I mm. think that's the biggest thing. Like, you don't realize like we always consider we're always worried about times and being this, but we don't. I think we forget that we're also keeping ourselves in shape. We're keeping our, our minds active. Yeah, I need to hear that. Yeah, again. like our bodies active, our emotions active. You know, we're keeping those things up to par. Yeah. Um, so I think that to me is the the dopest part about everything. Like, even when they, I run around here all the time, that's real. And when I see people on Valley Ridge, like I be seeing. Black the hills, yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. I don't. I remember y'all running last year like that. But right. it's cool because I'm seeing it now. So it's a collateral beauty. Of, yeah. of what it is. That's a good. That's a good term to put. It. I like that. It's a collateral, collateral beauty. beauty. So I'm amazed by it. I'm in awe of it. I appreciate every single thing because um, I like us. People are like, man, I can't run, bro. So I like, look, I'll run for you until my body breaks down. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep running. And then it's gonna be your turn to get out and walk. Yep. <laughs> you know, hey, just walk. That's all I have. Yeah, just that's uh, it, man. That's and it. you know, talking about you know everything, and then going back to the word, obviously, legacy. Um, that's obviously that's obviously like one of my most important terms, roles, titles that I think somebody can can um, take on is legacy. And you know, obviously, with LA having a lot of uh, role models, whether that be in sports, whether that be in business, whether that be in music, fashion. You know, neighborhoods, yeah, blue collar, white collar, um, entrepreneurs. You know, what does legacy mean to you? Uh, you know, it's funny when you asked me about that. I was trying to think of this long answer, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, the more simple I keep it, or the simpler I keep it, the better for me. Legacy is just landmark. Mm. It is, um, you know, when you got that 
envelope you got to mill off before you, you know what I'm saying, when you leave this world, what's that stamp going to look like, mm. you know? Um, and for me, it's just about what were you, what God-given talents and abilities that you discover yourself that you were able to get and use for good and leave that, whether that impacts one person, 100 people, a million people, whatever, what is your landmark so when you're, you're not on this earth anymore and people speaking your name, and what does brings, that look like? What does it look like? Mm. What, it brings a smile to their face like, oh, man, Jordan was, you know, like that fool was. He was doing the most. He was, he was boogieing in the water and out the water, you know? <laughs> period. Like, period. That's it. What That's was Chris, man? You know, Chris was, all, you know, always running, always just down to, like, run. Um, whether he's in the front or the back, like, you know, he, he just always showed up. So it's just, what's, what's your landmark? What's your beacon you're going to leave for those other ships, you mm. know, to see and follow to guide that light so they can get where they're going? That's That's the legacy. What it is, what's up? Got your in the cut, goddamn. You remember that video? I it's do. It's an old video. Man, I miss videos, dude. <laughs> I, so I'm glad YouTube's still around. Funnyjunk.com and, and YouTube. Oh, that's Like stuff, the old dude. YouTube stuff. We're here, we're Shout here. Shout out to the old YouTube. Man. Shout out to the old, old YouTube. YouTube. Not the not the the super uh, YouTube so corporate now like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when YouTube was like literally waffle fries bro and, the videos the, folks is posting waffle fries yeah, yeah, bro, I told her to give it to me for free <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking classics the old YouTube y'all wasn't man. there for that anyways we're still here uh, still with my man Chris and uh, you know before we get you out of here and uh, you know get you sleeping or resting watching the rest of the NBA. Um, you know, biggest question I always ask everybody is, what's next? You know, and, and, you know, what is 2020? Like, we still got, you know, uh, public math is stressful. It's over November. <laughs> Three months. You know, we're going into the fourth so quarter. I'm, not, I'm an English person. I'm not a math guy. There so you go. Good. Okay, solid. So, so you know, uh, we got, we got, hey, we got, we got one more quarter left. We're getting ready to go into the fourth quarter of 2020. And, uh, you know, obviously we got, we got a lot more life to live. You know, we're, we're still in our first and second quarter of, of a century. You know, yeah, which saying? is crazy. It's we're a whole new, brand new decade. I mean, brand new century. Literally, and um, uh, you know, what, what's next for you? Uh, next for me, for sure. I say on a short term, um, we have the uh, I call it like a we got a time trial as a team to say aloud network the legacy. Um, we got that coming in October, so I'm still focused on that. Uh, Folk. Did a run. Um, we did a run. It was a week. Yeah, it was a week ago. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? We did. Sunday. So shout out to Jordan. Did his first Olympic. Time trial triathlon, you crazy, bro, but I love it. Tired. Um, yeah. I, look, I'm just doing the run leg, so. Um, that man, look, I tried to take off with Chris. Yo. <laughs> he was at a 650 face talking normal, guys. Like, he was like, yeah, guys. He was like, yeah, this is 650. And I'm like, I said, okay. He said, yeah, yeah let's slow it down a little bit. I said, okay. And he was like, all right, I'm going to keep it Bobby, like right here. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, my watch went off at one mile. Chris kept going. You, I said, kept you said slow. it could go. You said if you feel yeah, good, Yeah, I said, go. you feeling good, I'm go. Like, right, Chris go. went from 55 steps a minute, whatever that was, to, to 74. That man started going. Hey, but I had once, to cut once, you off. Once yeah. you get in the groove, it's like. You know. I was I was literally on my way to get to the three-mile mark, and he was on the way back from his nah, three-mile mark. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you for that because it wanted you you pushed me into a different room i mean i've been training for marathons this is different because although i've ran the distance i've never ran it like race pace that mm. and i was explaining to one of the homies uh shout out to homie brian um the other day uh i was like usually when i was running the marathons um I don't get into a groove until mile six. Mm. So you're asking me to run a, re- a part of a relay rig where, like, excuse me, leg, where it's only six miles. So I'm like, well, my groove is not to the six mile point. Right, That's right. where I end at. So I need to, like, figure out how to... Emperor's ch- new groove. Yeah, yeah, like, I had to get, you know, different. So my training changed. Um, so I'm still training now, obviously. Um, so I'm just getting ready for that, that in October. Um, and then, honestly, just keep my body just keep training keep in shape uh, I'm training like there is gonna be a marathon coming up and I know there's not one so as long as I keep my body and just get ready for whatever I don't know what the state of these state of affairs is gonna look like as far as the opening and closures of Whew. places um, especially around the United States and the world so I think for me the focal point is just to stay what I'm doing stay committed stay down keep training um, so when a race does pop up, I'm ready. I'm to ready. Go. Yeah. Um, it's that, and then I have some other like side ventures doing. Um, you know, that's a different podcast, but um, music is always the love of mine. So getting back in that stuff, um, I got some merch, some clothes stuff, working on doing those things. So just other projects, I, the stuff I wanted to get done, and uh, I think for me is just uh, just seeing how I continue to grow. Just yeah. I'm always challenging myself. What can I do next? What can I be better at? Um, how can I be a better person, be a better friend, family member, this and that, so to speak. So for me, it's just on just on the more surface level. Yeah, I've got the run, still training for that. And then two, just also just, I don't know, for me, just be the best person. Like, I don't know what's going to look next. Yeah. And I think the best thing I've learned in my life, especially the past few years, is not to worry too much far down the road. Mm. Just kind of like keep things at bay. And that that's very important. Mentally, that's, that's yeah, very important. That'll throw out. That's another reason why I run too. Running is like is my therapy, man. Like whether I'm either if I'm hooping or running, those are like my whenever I'm stressed or I got I'm just Breather. my anxiety is I like especially when I run or if I'm just putting up shots like that just I forget about everything else. I just zone out mm. um, and that just keeps me. Oh, by the way, I did want to say you did challenge me. So for I found out for the triathlon, usually when I do run. You got to run with music. That was another challenge I had to ah, figure out. That I didn't even. Yeah. Oh shoot. So, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, like for me, running reminds me of music, rhythms, and your flows and your paces, the and cadence and the yeah, cadence, everything. Like, you know, when you get in that groove and you, you hit that pace, you just, you know, what I'm saying it's it's magic. So that's one thing I appreciate you for. You got me uncomfortable because I'm training in the heat in the summer, and I was like, all right, in order for me to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I took away. I didn't want, I'm not running with no music. Mm. I used to wake up real early to run. Now I'm going more like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, where the sun's out. Making sure I'm hydrated, though, but mm. running in the right. heat and just more hills. So, um, shout out to you. That's you love. Got, you I got me. Uh, you got me outside of a comfort zone. And um, like I said, we did a run last week. It was a good gauge. And for me, it's like, okay, let me just build upon that. So, yeah. um, just staying ready, man. Staying focused. Stay ready. Stay focused. <laughs> Stay focused. Uh, and, you know, I, I want to ask, I guess, ask the question then. In like a reflective perspective, then instead of like stressing about the forward, um, what is not just COVID, you know, because I don't want to give it that much power, but like what has this year taught you, you know, a sense of like such a dynamic change of what we thought going into a year and a new decade and and like where you're at now, like what has what's been the one thing that like when you think back or look back, you're like, 
the most um, reflectively like perspective what yeah. what is 2020 taught you so far so you know what I'm sure a lot of people were talking about this I you know I can see it online you know people were putting up when it came around New Year's time New Year's Eve 2019 everyone was like 2020 it's my year yeah it's my year it's my, my decade year, my decade <laughs> now personally 2020 is the year of the folk cause you know focus 2020 vision but you know but uh, now nah, it was just funny seeing everyone like and I think also too I don't think people realize there's a spiritual connection between the year of 2020 and just the dawn of a new era break it down come on now going into that so um, two things that taught me was um you know, change is inevitable. So, from that, I think the biggest thing I learned from this year is to stand still. Mm. Now, what I mean when I say stand still is, was I had this whole thing. First couple months, first two and a half months, was like everything was on point. It was man, it our was birthdays, you birthdays. Know that's you know that's what I'm it. <laughs> um, it, was, it was birthdays. Um, you know, I met my girl. Uh, I was working, left my job. Like I was free. I was like, yo, I'm about to just yeah do the damn thing. And literally March 12th, wrote a random marathon, dope, PR, had a great time. Week later. Week later, March 12th, shut down, everything, disarray. And I was, oh, the Nike campaign was coming out. And I was like, wait, what? Wait. I was like, huh? Yeah. I was like, wait, all this stuff just... Yeah. So it threw me for a loop, uh, for sure. I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm saying, scared to admit this. Threw me for, I was out of, out of whack for about a couple of weeks. My anxiety was killing me because I'm like, yo, what did I do? You know, mm. and then I start seeing you know the COVID stuff starts going crazy. Then you start seeing the things like Ahmaud Arbery, you know Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and just nonsense, nonsense continuing. Um, I, the biggest thing I learned was to stand still. What I mean by that is just take care of what I know, control what I can. Everything else I can't control the rest of the world, but as long as I t- make sure I'm straight, my family's straight, my friends are straight. My network of people, we're good, we're solid, um, and just move. So stand still. What I mean by that is, like, imagine if you was invincible and a tornado was coming through the town and knocking it down, and you could stand in the eye of the tornado and not be affected by it. That's what I mean by stand still. It's like a Wayne bar. Like <laughs> there is a Wayne line somewhere some, like something that. Something like yeah, that, standing in the middle. Yeah, anyway, but, yeah there's yeah, a Wayne bar, yeah. I love Wayne, by the way. But, um, yeah, it's just one, that's, <laughs> I think it was the biggest thing for me. Like, just control what you can control and stand still. Breathe, mm. you know? Like breathe. It's, I mean, I can only take care of what I know. And like I said, when you ask me, like, what's moving forward? Like, I'ma just train, like, and just get ready for life. Like, I don't know what's coming at me next, but as long as I keep doing what I've been doing um, and just commit to that, I think that'll at least keep me mentally, mentally sharp. I mean, obviously physically and emotionally sharp. So yeah, just stand still, man. Mm. Throw out a ruckus. Like, life is ups and downs. I've learned that over the past few years. Like, you're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days. It's about what you do in those bad days that defines your recovery good days. days. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. real. Exactly, recovery. So, and uh, you know, to to roll off of that and, and about yourself, and you know, kind of like you just said, those those two perspectives. When you know, being a, an experienced runner, uh, you know, you could call yourself an expert. You know, I think once you so do to it, speak, I can. Once you do I it can. for ten years, you know, yeah. or you know, the ten thousand hours you've done your hours, you yeah. you've definitely done your hours. But you know, what I'm saying all that stuff. Um, when you or somebody asks the question, you know, like, I don't know how to start running or I don't know what it looks like to run or I can't run with you. Um, what is that piece of advice that you give to to people wanting to just start running? I don't even tell people to run. Hmm. I just tell them walk. I'm like, yo, just start walking for 20 to 30 minutes a day. And it's by baby steps. It's what you're naturally going to do when you go on a run. You're going to start walking. 
Walking starts, you start getting comfortable walking. You're like, oh, okay, I could do this. Next thing you know, you be like, oh, okay. I walk like a mile, like, I think I could do another mile, but you mm. know, as you're in the other mile, you next thing, your steps, your pace starts to increase. You start to go into a little power walk. Yeah. You go for that. Next thing, your power walk turns into a slight jog. Next thing you know, when you slight jog, you're, you're running. <laughs> Not yet. Literally. But, but, but I just tell people, like, start slow, man. It, for me, it's, everything is about making sure your breathing is right and your form is right. If those two things aren't right, your running is going to be all out of whack. So I just tell people, just start to walk. Just get your body being active. That's real. So I just like, just go walk for 20 to 30 minutes a day. And gradually by that, you're going to go from walking to power walking to a light jog to jog to running. And then if you think you're bold enough, you know, you'll sprint or sign up for a marathon. Get active. Literally, I was going to say, or sign up for a marathon. Or, or get active. So I just, I tell people really start from the very base level, you know, because I'll, just a quick story, like when I started running with, um, with Butter and Front Runners, which is now Keep It 100, shout out to the fam. I remember we, it was a Cobra City night and we did, uh, we did like three miles that run. And uh, Culver City, by the way, was like the main night. Right now we're just doing Inglewoods right now in Simpsonder once a week. Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Shout out 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. <laughs> um, but I remember I ran. It was three miles. And I was gassed. And I remember afterwards, like, when I came home, like, like what the heck? Like, yo, like, I'm used to running This way, can't be like, right. Yeah, yeah. there's something right, right. And that's actually also what, that was my competitive spirit and nature kicked back. It was like, Chris, though, you was gassed on the three miles, bro. Nah, we can't have that. Like, you're too you're too experienced for this to be that. So, um, and that just kind of, like, jump-started me back in it. The reason I'm saying the story is I've been running, used to running, mm. but I wasn't running consistently. thought I could just come in there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm running three miles. And I was gassed. So I was like, okay, yeah. back to the drawing board. And I went back into it, make sure breathing, form, these things like that. Mm. And then, fast forward, you know what I'm saying, now I'm back into I would say the best running shape I would say since since high school days. That's what's up, and uh, I, that's that's good. And I'm I'm glad that you know, one obviously that you're able to step into a new form of running. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you know you grew up running a different way, and then you got to high school ran something different, and then after college you ran for a different cause, and now you're running for a completely different cause. But the Bro, root is you're running. I didn't even learn. How to run into proper form until like two years ago, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, you learning at the crazy? Yeah, like, you're like, what oh. was I doing in high school? And I was, I had good times. athleticism was, over fundamentals. That's at that really point. what yeah. it was. Yeah, like that carried me over. But I noticed, obviously, as we, I don't like to use the word get old, but as we age or get seasoned in life, as our bodies season, um, you have to learn those things. Especially if I, for me, I can, I plan on, like I said, running until I can't no more. So. Yeah. Um, I also learned recovery. Recovery is just as important as the run itself. Like, yeah, I'm learning that. Yeah, giving your time, your body time to relax. Yeah. Even though your mind's like, hey, bro, uh, I know you want to get up and run, but you know you got to do is when the body talks, man. Listen, just that's just that's listen. another word. Of just that's listen. where I'm hard headed. That's the cap. That's the stubbornness. That yeah, we're, we're stubborn. And that, yeah, I was the yeah, 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 and I let you say that because we're both Capricorn. Yeah, Anybody else? Like, you don't know me. You can leave my horoscope alone. Like, no, we're stubborn. Like um, that. But no, the last question of the night I always give to people um, is it's the say it loud segment, and um, really, you know, no matter what your platform is, no matter who listens to you, no matter who you have in your corner or who you have listening to you, um, everybody's voice is important, and that's the key of say it loud to me. And what your First Amendment, our First Amendment, especially is black people um you know there's no suppression on this podcast and we should never have a muzzle or a silencer um so in the say it loud segment for you 
um, you know, just standing, if you were to go stand up right now in front of, you know, the same neighborhood that you grew up in and, you know, kids, we'll just say high school level, um, we'll say eighth grade, the seniors in high school Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, really just giving them a talk about what and how to navigate these next steps through becoming a young man and really stepping into the, the world, um, you know, and, and just giving that, that talk, you know, what would you say? Ah, easy. This is like basically I could talk to my, my younger self, like, so to speak. Um, be fearless. I think a lot of things in my life, um, I probably could have, and I don't regret anything because I never would be where I'm at now if I didn't have those experiences, um, is be fearless. I think a lot of times, especially when you're, especially a young black man, young black male, um, growing up in certain neighborhoods, there's a lot of pressure society puts on you, not only being as a man, also as a man of color, especially a black man in America. Um, and there's certain things you might want to do that people might think is weird or they're not used to it, so they project their fears onto you. I would say just be fearless. Um, and don't be afraid to get a, yeah, that's part of being fearless. Be fearless and don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Um, and that's that could be just whatever it is that you do in in a good way. Could make other people that they're not secure themselves uncomfortable. Don't be afraid of that. Like embrace that. Um, and any challenge, any darkness that comes your way, embrace it, take it, learn from it. Um, and uh, actually, this is another. And the third thing is actually advice I told my sister one day. Um, and I was like, damn, I should listen to that myself. But I told her, like, you should never apologize for anything you do as long as your intentions come from a good place. So whatever it is that you do in life, as long as, as long as it comes from your heart and the intention was good and it's right, never apologize for that. Um, people might not understand certain things at a certain point, certain time. That's why you have conversations. We educate, we sit down, we have dialogue. But I would say, yeah, man, just be fearless. Um, embrace the darkness that comes your way because it's going to come. And just use that as a learning process, a learning tool, and to, uh, yeah, never apologize for um, anything that you do, as long as the intentions are good, as long as your head and your heart are in the right place, you should never have to apologize. And that's what I would tell, um, especially to people that look like you and I, especially young black men, young black kids, because we have so much thrown on us from the jump before we even come out to the womb. Before, as soon as we come out to the womb already, you know, we're getting looked at, we're getting judged. you know, and I could end. Mental health is the real thing, especially in our community. Maybe it's not addressed and talked about as much as it should be. Um, but I want people to know that we have our ups and downs. We deal with that. If you deal with certain things, it's okay. You're not the first person. You're not the last. And you're not alone. So um, reach out. I think we also have a pride thing where we get into certain things and we're like, man, I don't want to like, seem like I'm too vulnerable. Like, you know, vulnerability is a good thing to have. Don't worry about ego and pride and all that nonsense. Because that's just a... Yeah, that's something that uh, you know, I think that uh, that wasn't put... That's stuff that you know, we were taught. I don't think that's anything we knew about. You know, That's something that's taught to us. So, um, you know, it's God's game. It's God's plan on the devil playground. Learn how to navigate. Um, get to the goal line. So if I had to speak to... That's what I would say to young folks look like us. Just that maybe a younger me, man, be fearless.
Mic drop. <laughs> I got you. I got you on the fist bound too. I appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, man. No, that that's all important. Um, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate uh, you know, sharing that. And like you said, it's very important not only um, you know, to to give the gems to a younger you, and yeah. never change anything. But like at the same time, like you know, you your story can change somebody's future. And this the more true. we talk, the 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 less they have to do sometimes without knowing where they're at you know or, or going into something confused or yeah. without honest you know effort um so i appreciate that um but you know thank you for coming well thank you for letting me inside you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh pulling up but uh you this know dope, man. we want to keep in contact you know we want to show love uh obviously you know for anybody who wants to see what chris looks like uh if you, if you already haven't looked at the instagram <laughs> um it's on the website obviously say it loud media dot org and uh, you know his picture is a hyperlink straight to his instagram but for those who aren't on that or just anybody else in the world like how do we keep in contact with you you know anything else you want to shout out you know this is your chance um yeah i mean you can reach me ig is where i i would say when it comes to social media i'm there the most um nowadays at chris focus c-h-r-i-s-f-o-c-u-s I still have my Twitter handle. It's the same thing, at Chris Focus. I don't tweet, but if you want to tweet at me and DM me, go ahead. Uh, I'm on Facebook still. I think it's, I think it's my full, I think it's my government, Christopher Borden name, I think. I couldn't even, um, I, I don't get on that thing. Yeah, I don't get on Facebook, but I would say just Instagram, just at Chris Focus, the same thing as Twitter. Or if uh, if you see me on the streets and recognize me, uh, just want to say what's up, man, you know what I'm saying? Come holla, pull just up. pull up, say just pull up, folk. Man. Just say folk, you know? <laughs> He gonna uh, turn around. Yeah. So, but I think yeah, Instagram is the best to you know reach me or, or usually, <laughs> how it was growing up. If you run into my brother, if you know Easy, if you know Brandon, like, yeah, you could just like he'll he'll <laughs> tap in, be like, yo, so and so was looking for you or whatever. So, word <laughs> word will get weird. back. Something word, yeah, yeah, so some one way or another, back. we're gonna figure this but, yeah, out. Yeah, at Chris Focus, um, just want to say shout out to the fam, um, shout out to my parents, my mom especially, because she's the one that got me into running. Love. Um, shout out to my dad for these calves. That was genetics. So I'll take that. What up, Pops? OG. Um, Shaga said, shout out to my brother, B, Matthew, Melissa, um, all my friends, everybody from Loyola High School to Transfig to St. Jerome to LMU, everyone else afterwards. Shout out to Keep It 100. Um, shout out to Butter for putting that together. Together, All the other run crews that I know, man, you got movement, you got good vibes, you got KRC. Um, shout out to my girl. Um, Myra, thanks for always just supporting me, especially that marathon. Would never have gotten done with that, you know what I'm saying? What she held me down, yo, like no other. Um, shout out to the Jose Allow team, the Legacy. Shout out to Boogie. Uh, shout out to my neighborhood. Um, shout out to us just being black and just doing big things. And um, if I forgot anybody else, man, um, you know I love you. Shout out to all my friends, all the homies. It's, it's so many of y'all. I love everybody. Nine Triple O A G B A. Stay focused. Lamar Park forever. That's it. Wow, and like that, you know what I'm saying? You can't log off a better way than that. That's an outro. We're going to keep that for the EP, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, uh, hey, thank you so much for coming down and sitting down with us. Again, guys, this is the Say Loud Podcast. This is the Legacy Campaign and Program. If you want to see or hear about anything that's going on or get inter- or excuse me, or get involved or you're interested in getting involved with volunteering or being a part of it, uh, you know, www.sayloudmedia.org. And Chris had Oh one more Yeah shout out to Nike Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just cause uh, You know Y'all helped make a brother dream come true Period uh, Just all the help You know what I'm saying And the people who introduced me over the past Shit only a year I think was So shout out for Nike for the opportunity man So to be recognized worldwide is dope 
Uh, Worldwide. Yeah, never thought it would be through running, but hey, man, you just, like I said before, just just take it a day at a time. You never never know, and stay focused. Yes, sir. But uh, hey, until the next time, um, you know, everybody, uh, I've been saying I added a piece to the tagline, uh, get out and vote. But uh, most important, stay black, stay woke, wash your hands, and wash your ass. Until the next time, I'll holla.